With today's society and what's happening today in the church, there are so many families today and parents that are in separation or separating from their wives or husbands. There are divorces. But I believe that the problem is never with God. The problem is with men. That man listens, but man doesn't obey to what he listens to. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are beginning a new week of Bible study, and we are glad to have you along with us. We'll pick up where we left off last week in our marriage series, and Roll will explore how our personal walk with the Lord not only impacts our relationship with our spouse, it also influences our children's spiritual journey as well. We encourage you to keep listening to learn about nurturing your kids' faith as you establish a God-centered environment in your home. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's lesson, Parents and Priorities. If you have your Bible, join us in Joshua chapter 24, verse 14. Israel now had come into the land, and Joshua had led them into the promised land. Moses now was dead. And it was a very interesting time in the time of the nation of Israel. Because Joshua had called all of the people together. He knew that he was old. He was going to die. And he gathered together his wife, his children, and brought them out to the field where all the people met with Joshua. As he began to challenge the people one more time. Now, the reason that Joshua is going to challenge the people and the reason that I want to challenge you this morning is because you as a parent and grandparent have a great responsibility to God. Priorities. What are our priorities with our children, with our grandchildren? If you're not married today, you will be one day, so you need to pay attention and to listen to what the Scripture says. Because if you're still living in the home of your parents, then you have a responsibility to to listen and obey your parents. Especially if they're godly parents. Joshua had come to that place where he knew he was going to die. And yet at the same time, he could already see what would happen in the future. God already had told him. Because the people were constantly in rebellion against God. They were worshiping all kinds of little gods. And so Joshua comes to that place in in his own personal life. And he's calling them to see who are they going to serve in time to come. Here in the 24th chapter, turn with me there. And we're going to read verses 14 through verses 18 this morning. He says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. 
Now they had come out of Egypt 430 years. They spent in Egypt in bondage. Building the pyramids. Working there in Egypt and being tormented by the Pharaoh. And then God sent them a deliverer by the name of Moses. And he came and he began to lead them out of Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world as they went through the wilderness. But before they went through the wilderness, they came out of Egypt and they headed out to the Red Sea. And there at the Red Sea, a type of the baptism of the child of God. Walking through on dry ground. Getting over to the other side. And as soon as you got over to the other side, they began to murmur and to complain about manna, about water. And God met every one of their needs and they still were complainers. One of the greatest things that we see this morning that we want to study this morning is that we have an inheritance God's given to us and we have a heritage to build. And a legacy that we have to leave behind for our children. But it can only happen if you have a godly seed. Godly parents. Godly children. God declares it. All the way through the scriptures. So we see here in verse 14 that the beginning of his speech... He's calling people to commitment to serve. Verse 15. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, then choose you for yourself this day who you're going to serve. You see, make a choice. Don't straddle the fence. If you're going to worship Jehovah, Lord God, then this is where you stand. But if you're going to worship other gods, then stand on this side over here. But don't bring confusion to your children. Don't bring confusion to your grandchildren. Stand true to God. Because what you're doing is you are setting the standards. And God is giving you the responsibility to stand true and righteous and godly to those that you're representing. And they're watching you as you're a representative of Jesus Christ. Look what else he says, verse 15, in the middle. He says, Whether the gods of your father, sir, that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell now, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so the people answered and said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God is He who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way we went among all the people through where we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the people, including the Amorites, who dwell in the land, we also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. Words are great, but do you really mean what you say? Fifteen times here in the book of Joshua, chapter 24, if you look all the way through the book of Joshua, fifteen times the word is used for serve here in chapter 24. Just in 24. Fifteen times. Serve. That is, to serve God means what? To fear Him, to obey Him, and to worship Him only. No compromise. No middle ground. 
No middle ground. I stand true to the word of God. You see, Joshua could already see, and if you have your Bible now, you could go ahead and turn to the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 10, and it says there, and then after that generation died, there arose another generation that did not know the Lord, but worshiped Baal. Their children, their grandchildren, and their great-grandchildren all perished because of the parents and the grandparents. They didn't teach him well. We are responsible for our children and our grandchildren. And it is important that we come to that place where God not only speaks to my heart, like he spoke to Jacob and Samuel and now Joshua. Joshua wasn't suggesting that the people could choose to worship the false gods of the land and God would accept it for there was no other option but only to serve Jehovah God, period. Bob Dylan came up with a song many years ago, you got to serve someone. And that is so true. You are serving someone. And maybe the devil, and maybe your car, and maybe your job, and maybe your money. And maybe your children, maybe your wife or husband. But you're serving somebody. God doesn't want any idols in your life or my life. No idols. God has to be number one. Parents, we are so responsible. Too much is given, much more is required. Sometimes when you're young, you're naive, and then you get married, and you're young still, and you're learning through life. And that's why God has given you godly parents and godly grandparents, so that they can give you wisdom if you ask for it. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, we're here to equip you with Scripture and to inspire you to pursue a deeper connection with the Lord. Download our free app to access a variety of resources. You can also reach us at 800-634-9165 and visit us at somebodylovesyou.com. Let's return now to the conclusion of today's lesson, Parents and Priorities. Let me ask you a couple of questions this morning. Number one, what are your priorities within your own family? Is God first? Prayer. The word in your home. Is it really important for you and your family to be spiritual in your home? Do you really want to know God's will for your life? The answer to that question is this. You have to teach by example. Why? Because our children and grandchildren mimic us. They're watching you lead the way. To the future. They're going to learn already evil when they go to school. In the playground they'll learn a lot of evil too. You don't have to teach them. They'll learn. Secondly. How important is family life to you? Are you always spending time with them? Or are you always spending less time with them? Always making excuses why you can't spend time. How important is your family? Thirdly, what kind of an influence do you have as a family in this world? Are you influencing your neighbors? 
your loved ones, friends? Do people see that you're a godly family? Or do they see the opposite? What kind of a legacy are you going to leave behind for your family? I hope it's a spiritual one and a godly one. Because we're all going to die one day, sooner and some later. It's really important to plan for the future. Because we are living in a time like the judges where family and priorities are not so important. Instead of the family coming together, the family is growing apart. And there's division in the family. That was not God's purpose. Even today in Israel, when you go to Jerusalem or anywhere in Israel on the Sabbath day, everything closes at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. The Shabbat begins at 6 o'clock and the whole family that night goes to dinner together and they read the scriptures to remind them who God is. And then the next day, nobody works, but they spend the whole day together in worship and rest before the Lord. You see? Even today, teaching their children for next generations to come, the importance of God's word, the importance of the family, the importance of leaving a legacy, living a heritage for the future. Let me give you an example of a man that left a great heritage. His name was Jonathan Edwards, a great preacher. Jonathan Edwards, the notable preacher of early 1800s too, and his wife Sarah left an incredible legacy based on their influence. Number one, their descendants included the following. Number one, 13 college presidents out of their family. 65 college professors. 100 lawyers, including a dean of the law school. 30 judges. 66 physicians, including dean of medical school, 80 holders of public office, including three U.S. senators, three major mayors of large cities, three governors of a U.S. vice president, and a controller of the United States Treasury. Jonathan Edwards' legacy. What kind of legacy are you going to leave? Are you preparing your children? To go from generation to generation to generation to generation in the ways of the Lord. It is so important to make an impact in your community, in your home, in your job, in our country, in your world. Everywhere, anywhere we go, we need to make an impact as parents and grandparents and single people. Preparing for the future of what God may hold for each one of us individually. If you're a parent this morning, number one, you need to be protective of your children. To make sure what they see, what they hear, if they live in your home. Protecting them with the word of God. Teaching them God's word. Praying with them. Making sure you're in church all the time so they can learn how not only to relate, but they can learn from their Sunday school teachers. They can see that you put an importance on Sunday school and church that you want to be in the house of the Lord and that you're continuing to grow in the Lord. That's how you protect them. 
protecting the TV, protecting the radio, protecting what they read. Secondly, we need to train our children. How do you do that? Well, by getting up in the morning and reading a scripture to them or a story and praying with them. In the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 8, he says, And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk to them when they sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you get up. That's what it means. Every opportunity you get with your children, when something happens, you can tell them a story in the Old Testament. Why this happened? You need to graffiti your whole house with scripture. I'm not literally saying graffiti yet. But put up scriptures. Put up scriptures. So even when they go to the bathroom to take a shower, here is a scripture. You know, they're looking right at the scripture. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Better than something stupid on the wall. That is going to damage their minds. Training up our children. Teach them to memorize scriptures. Thirdly, we need to not only teach them, but we need to educate our children. In Deuteronomy 4, 6, it says, Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the people who will hear all these statues and say, Surely this great nation is a wise nation and understanding people. Why? Because of the word of God. You can tell kids that have grown up in the ways of the Lord. They're different than worldly kids. I didn't grow up in the ways of the Lord, but I surely can tell today who is in the Lord and who is not in the Lord. So neat to bring them up in the ways of the Lord. As my children have been brought up in the ways of the Lord. Now my granddaughters. I didn't have that privilege. You see, but it's the grace of God. We also need to correct our children. Discipline them. Sometimes I watch parents and they're fearful of disciplining their children. <laughs> Let me say, because we're Americans, in my Korean class, in my kendo class, in the sword class, we have all these Asians. And let me say this, the moms drop off these kids and the instructor takes the sword and whacks them. And there's no lawsuits, I'll tell you that right now. Discipline is a class. But we're afraid to discipline sometimes. You see? And it's amazing, I've seen in the stores where little children control the mother and the father as they're screaming and yelling, throwing a fit, kicking and having a demon possessed, you know, <laughs> fit. And the parents don't know what to do, and everyone's kind of looking in shock. In the Old Testament, when a child got out of order and said, Mom, you're stupid, oh, be careful. Or you said something really bad to your parents, or you, you threw a fit. Listen, your parents had the freedom and the right by God's word to take you down to the city elders and say, my son, my daughter will not listen to me. And they've been calling me names and insulting me. And they would say, no problem, just sign on the dotted line. And the parents would sign, and they would take the child, put him outside of the city walls, and they would kill him with stones. No juvenile delinquency. No juvenile halls, my friends. Let me read it to you. You don't believe me. Deuteronomy 21, 18. 
If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey his voice of his father or the voice of his mother and who, when they chasten him, will not listen to them, then his father and his mother shall take a hold of him and bring him out to the elders of the city at the gates of the city. And they shall say to the elders of the city, This son of ours is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and also a drunkard. And then all the men of the city shall stone him to death with stones. So you shall put away the evil from among you. And all Israel shall hear and fear. They'll go, don't mess with those parents. You see? Now this was the Old Testament law. Reverencing your parents today. There is no reverence for parents and grandparents. So much disrespect. I see it. So much disrespect. Man, when we were kids, we disrespected. We got the belt of the whatever, stick. You know, as soon as you say, oh, boom, you're out on your back. You see? But today, your know, people are fearful. And yet God has told us to do that. Parents also need to provide for their children. In the book of 2 Corinthians 12, 14, it says, For I do not seek yours, no, but you, for the children are not to lay up for their parents, but the parents for the children. Be wise in what you're putting up for your children for the future. Don't destroy them. Don't spoil them. Be careful. Be wise as a parent. Teach them responsibility. Teach them to cut the grass. We used to cut grass when we were little kids to make money. Sell newspapers. I had a route my own. Worked in the markets. Box boy. Always had a job. Because my parents didn't have any money. And sometimes parents will destroy their children by buying giving all the time. And they learn no responsibility. So when they grow up, they don't even know what to do. They want it all. Whose fault was that? The parents. Not the children. You're the instructor. You're the corrector. You're the one to love them and to teach them. That's our responsibility as parents and grandparents. Why? Because we want a godly, godly seed in time to come. A godly seed. In life's day-to-day busyness, it's easy to prioritize all of the other needs of our children before their spiritual well-being, but we hope you'll reset and reestablish the Lord as the central focus of your home. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's teaching in its entirety, just call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for today's lesson titled, Parents and Priorities. We'll send a copy to you for a donation of $5 or more. We'd also like to tell you about an MP3 thumb drive of the entire series we're currently airing. Focused primarily on marriage, this 20-part study from Rawl will guide you in understanding more of how your personal relationship with the Lord impacts your relationship with your loved ones. Reflecting on God's perfect design for a healthy home life, this resource also includes a bonus interview with Rawl and his wife, Sharon. 
Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawls 20-part marriage series on MP3. We'll send your USB drive for a gift of $30 or more. That's 800-634-9165. To order this resource by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. When you think of the ministry of Somebody Loves You Radio, you might only think of the radio broadcast. But there are other ways we've put together to help you as you follow in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus. With a simple sign-up online, you'll be all set to enjoy Rawl's daily devotional emails. Plus, you can join Rawl on YouTube every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk, a conversational-style program that explores the opportunities and challenges of living for Jesus in the 21st century. Your partnership enables us to keep sharing God's life-giving Word through these programs, and we are grateful for every tax-deductible gift. Join us next time as we continue this series with a crucial warning from the book of Judges. We'll see that if we neglect to point our kids to God's love and train them in His ways, we could see the tragic, destructive consequences in their lives. Here's Roll now with a closing comment. May God help us to be men and women that stand up for what's right, to be righteous before the Lord, to be holy before the Lord. So that one day when our children grow up and they go on their way, they can rise up like in the Proverbs and says, and they're going to call you, blessed is my mother. Blessed is my father. Because they taught me the ways of God. That's what you want to hear. I thank God for my grandparents, for my grandmother. Even though when I was a heathen, I saw the example that she gave. Grandparents are very important in the life of the family because they've lived a long time and they have a lot of wisdom, especially if they're godly, godly grandparents. You should listen to them. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.